Hello, my Osirians. This is Osiris. We're here, 4th of July weekend. You know what 4th of July sounds like in Chicago and Detroit? That's right, a bunch of damn gunshots last night. Um, anyway, uh, we, we had a good 4th of July, but I want to start this talk out with a few little history lessons first. And that is to make y'all feel stupid. So, you know how I do. So we're going to start off with a little bit of trivia. And that will be what celebration of 4th of July is for. And we do have a guest. Maybe he'll be able to tell us. I don't know if you'll pick him up on the, the microphone. But all right, we've got a sit-in guest, uh, Mr. Tony Riggett's Tony's in the house, people. Tony, you there? Yes, Osiris. All right. <laughs> Did you have a good night last night? Oh, yeah. Understood. Okay. Good to hear. Um, we are talking about what is celebrated during the 4th of July. And go. American independence. Independence from Britain. From Britain, yes. It is our independence from Britain. Now, it's really kind of funny as Americans and all the stupid shit that they do. Um, now, I don't remember what your independence was. I think it was. Do you remember? Was it? And actually, the I don't remember the year, but the day is incorrect that we celebrated on. Right. Just to let everybody know, if you didn't know that, the actual independent uh, the uh, the celebration is on the fourth, but it was uh, signed on the Declaration, I believe, on the fourth, but it was really on the second that it happened. I believe that is correct. Um, so when it was written down, it was written down on the 4th, but it was actually actually happened on the 2nd. Um, so that's a little, uh, I mean, everything from the Catholic religions, they all change these dates. And, and it just goes to show how much we have learned incorrectly. Um, so just, uh, you know, blow up your... Your little Fourth of July tea party there. Um, now, John Adams, I believe, the quote from John Adams, and you were right, I think it was 1776. Uh, the uh, people, they uh, John Adams said the people will honor this day with fireworks. Um, kind of funny that fireworks are made in China. And I guess so is our American flag, too. Um, all those little American flags you're holding up and waving? Yeah, China. All of them. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but, um, you know, it's not like Australia that still has an English flag. But anyway, um, moving on. Um, a couple more facts. The 4th of July in our presidents, we had... Um, I believe John Adams being the uh, first vice president of the United States, and he was the second president. 
he observed quite a many at that age at for the uh, the fourth of July independence uh and he died on July 4th actually and yeah, I believe it was 1826 uh that, that I the same day, a few uh, hours earlier, Adams' lifelong friend and another president, former president, uh, which was the third president, Thomas Jefferson, also died the same day. We got a little crazy. We're almost out of pattern at that point. Um, that was the 50, we had the 50th year anniversary. Uh, five years later, we had James Monroe. Um, our fifth president died on 4th of July. Now we're getting really weird, people. Um, one president, Calvin, what is his name? Calvin Coolidge. He was actually born on 4th of July. That is 1872. So just a little bit of, uh, you know, you know me and my patterns. And, you know, so we might as well hit at those. So that's enough of ruining your 4th of July. So, um we tried to go down and see the fireworks at the beach, and we were sadly disappointed because we were too far away and we couldn't see them. Um, but it was made up with plenty of gunshots and lots of kitty cats and sorted other tomfoolery that we did last night. Um, now, one little quick little midget, because we're going to talk a lot about midgets today. Um, but if you don't know, the actual Statue of Liberty, the Statue of Liberty, Mr. Rigatoni, who gave us the Statue of Liberty? The country of France. The country of France. Yes, I hate the Parlez-vous Francais? No, but I had to say Je m'appelle Michel my whole time. Fucking God damn it. That sucked. Um, but something is special is happening that they are sending us the little sister of the Statue of Liberty. They're sending us another, the actual, like, I think it's a thousand pounds, and it's uh, like the mold for it, um, for our independence. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting. Now, if you look at the Statue of Liberty. What color is that? Seems like it's uh, gray or green. Or it is green. Do we know why it's green? I do not. Well, it was originally copper. Now, if you remember any of your cathedrals that you see around, and you see the green roofs on them, is because originally they were copper. So you imagine if you well, you look at New York and you see the Statue of Liberty. It's a pretty big damn thing, and it's that weird green. Everybody, what the fuck is that? Um, but imagine that thing shiny copper like you know like I just can't imagine that and I don't think I've ever seen any pictures have you ever seen any pictures of that no, I don't know. yeah that was crazy I just I was thinking about that and I was like that's a little bit weird it would just like be reflected it would be weird what's that is it, painted? Is it what is it painted like, I don't know, but I know the patina on it. That's what happens to copper normally when it, when you know the weather gets to it and it oxidizes. Yeah, um, and I always wondered why they would do that because they know that it does it, especially the churches. 
and it, you have something nice and shiny and then it's this dull kind of you know drug pea green you know like, ugh. but um anyway yeah that's coming up and um she's coming across the atlantic and i think she made it on the fourth but um over there in ellis island so um i guess francis kicks in our asses for some reason but uh, probably. <laughs> the, the, the what do you call it the fake pandemic or what is it that's <laughs> uh okay so we're gonna move on today today we're going to uh be talking about language not only language but this is going to be really interesting because i've got some tricks up my sleeve for today and um so many people have asked me about what i'm going to be talking about today um and the linguistic uh fallout really of language and a lot of people Constantly, you're saying my because I hate. I constantly say I hate the English language. We should just go back to you know, not talking because we can get things across better. And you know, the English language being bastardized by I don't know, at least six different languages that we use. Um, so many of the words mean so many different things. Okay, now yes, this will be worked into the mathematics and. And even techno time, I've got it all together. So um, we're going to start out with the language itself. And around the world, there's a documented hard number of 7,000 languages spoken around the world. Months, different dialects. I mean, Spanish, I think, is the most spoken language with its dialects out there. Um, and each one of these languages have different sounds to them. They have different vocabularies. Um, but the real question that I want to get across is, does the language shape the way that we think? And this is a question that has been studied up and down. And I wrote a very lar long paper on this. Um, and I was I didn't get it out there um, to enough people, so this I, I took a little bit of that paper and put it in here, um, so we could get on to that because it, it wraps uh, everything up even with the mathematics, and uh, you'll understand why. I'll be talking about some of my experiences in Australia and how we didn't have a language over there. There was no spoken language or al uh, phonetic alphabet. But there were other Aboriginal, Aboriginal tribes that did have language. Okay, so when I was over there um, in one of the communities in Australia, um, they used what I believe they called the cardinal directions. Okay, now I'm directionally challenged, as we all know. Never ask me where the fuck, to, uh, where, you know, where to go, because it's going to be wrong. So, um, but they call it cardinal directions. Not sure where that came from, but, you know, it's like the math system here being imperial. But cardinal, could it be a bird? Could it be a priest? Who knows? Hopefully it's not a priest. But um, but that, it's cardinal, and that means that cardinal direction 
instead of left and right um, being multiple words. Well, okay, so this is going to be a little hard to explain when you can't see me, but kind of close your eyes and kind of get an idea about what I'm saying. They use cardinal direction instead of left and right to the multiple words of blue. Like we have a word for blue here in America and we say blue and that encapsulates all blue. That's a lot of different shades of blue. I mean, little boy blue, he needed the money. You don't know what color that is. But like we have one word that sums it all up. Now the Russians, you take them for example, and they um, they have a whole different uh, way of going about things. Um, they have multiple words for blue, um, and it suggests that, that would suggest that you know we have a resounding yes to that answer. And this is the beauty of linguistic diversity. It really reveals just how ingenious the human mind and how flexible the human mind is. And what I mean is the human mind has invented not one cognitive universe, but 7,000, because the cognitive universe is made up by our languages. If there's 7,000 languages, that means there's 7,000 different cognitive uh, universes. That means, like, we make what our universe, we make it what we will by way we speak. Okay, and now I'm going to give you some examples because that can be a little bit confusing. So bear with me with the, like, I wish I had a chalkboard for everybody, but you visual artists visually, visualize it in your head for me, you know. Um, I'll be, try to be descriptive as possible. I'm pretty good with my words, so you should be okay. Um, and we'll start with... Um, I'll, spe I'll be speaking to you using language. How's that? I mean, no shit, right? Like, what, how else are you going to talk to me, Mike? Is some clickety-clacks? Okay. Um, but this is one of these magical abilities, if you will, that you humans have. You guys can transmit really, really complicated thoughts to one another. And so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to make sounds with my mouth. No, not this. Um, and as I'm exhaling and making tones and hisses and puffs and poofs, uh, those are creating air vibrations as they come out. Those air vibrations uh, are traveling and they're hitting your little, whatever they call the little like fuzzy stuff in your ear um, and hitting your eardrums. And then your brain takes those vibrations, those waves, and actually transforms them into thought. And if you didn't know, that's the way things work. Now, those sound waves or those waves that come in, remember, as monads, they're all, everything's a wave. So it's a zine, a zine and cosine waves. And this is a sound wave. The sound wave is what is coming out of my mouth by the, the little waves I make it and coming all the way across however far distance we are from each other and hitting your eardrums. Therefore, you're bringing it into your brain and then it is making that. So hopefully that's uh, a good enough example for you kind of to get the idea about what I'm talking about. 
of what actual language is. Um, it's nothing more than a bunch of sounds. Okay, people think that these languages are something more, um, and they're really not. They're just a bunch of phonetic clickety clacks, but they are just a little more refined, if you will. Now, when we look at something like, um, well, don't forget, I also, and this will make more sense when I get down to it, but I'm dyslexic. So um, I read, I used to read from right, from right to left. And I, we've been retrained to read left to right. Now, you still have different languages or different cultures that, like, I believe it's the Muslim, maybe, um, and certain of the Jewish uh, texts uh, that read that way. Most of the most of the magical texts, if you will, or some of the, as they call it, the um, I think the Jewish has their mysticism is called. Um, I can't remember what they call it. It's not mainstream because they, they like it. They're kind of outcast because it's kind of the magical part of uh, Judaism. Um, and when I think of it, I'll tell you. But um, they say most of the magical text or spiritual text, whatever, that hold all the knowledge, the secret books, the secret knowledge, it's all written from right to left. Um, and then you have some different cultures like China or any of the Asian countries, and they read from up to down. Like, they read down, which is kind of a an odd little thing, you would think. Uh, they also do their math and their long division in square to save paper, you know. Um, I found that really amusing when I felt really stupid because I was asked to do help my little cousin with math and I was like, oh, well, I, uh, hopefully it's not algebra, but uh, it, it happened to be long division, and I'm like, okay, I got that, you know. And so I had him do it first just to see if he knew what to do. And he did something on the paper that I didn't understand. And, I mean, you can't do too much with math that, like, you shouldn't recognize. And what he did was make his long division was showing his work and instead of going all the way down the paper with it he made it into a square now when i asked him about, i was like holy shit what the fuck is going on? did i really forget that much of math but no now while he couldn't tell me why he was doing this he said that's the way he was taught okay so he was taught the Asian way of doing math, which I found out later. That's the way the Asians do it, so they don't waste paper. Okay? Very conscious about that, unlike America. Um, and we're cutting down trees so we can wipe our ass. You know what I mean? Pretty much, yeah. So um, he made it into a square. And I, I don't think it made it any faster, but it made it more compact. Very interesting. Okay? Um, now... When we look at something like mathematics, um, you have to remember that mathematics is also a language. And the language came from, it's got the same thought process as, because it's a system, 
And it has the same system applied to it that math and, and language are the same thing. Um, one is a numeric value put on a word or a, on a thing, a, a group of things, if you will. And English or language with words is something that sums up also usually. I, I don't want to say things because there's different parts of language like adjectives, nouns, dangling participles, the whole nine yards. But um, when you have, you don't speak, computers speak in mathematics, okay? And they don't really. People say that. They think binary and they think that that's a mathematical system sequence. And it's not. It's portraying on and off switches of electrical pulses. It is not uh, anything more. People look at binary and see the ones and zeros and think that that's patternistic kind of uh, computer code. Well, it's not. The ones and zeros are representations. Just like in the brain, the electrical pathways of the system and it opens doors or shuts doors to let these electrical signals through. That's what binary is. Um, while it's represented by one and zero in a math mathematics, it's computer language. Now, computers now do understand English. Okay, we all know that. They were programmed to do those fucking things that I hated so much, in, like story problems. And I hated that shit. Why would you put two systems of language or two, two systems and mix them together and tr try to, like, why you have no reason for that? One and one is two. You don't need like don't try to put X's where it's supposed to mark the spot. No, it's that that's what X's for you know bad movies, porno. But why would you put that in your mathematics? That's a represent. It could be a representation of ten in the Greek system. It could be like a representation of this doesn't exist. We exit out. I mean, there's so many things that that could represent. That it makes no sense to me anyway. Um, and X doesn't mark the spot, or it marks the spot of the own unknown variable. It's basically in algebra how that works. Now, like I said, this is one of these magical abilities that humans have. We can transmit these complicated thoughts um, to one another. So what I'm doing right now. You know, like I said, making those noises and blah, 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 blah. Okay. When I was in Australia, they made the clickety-clack noises. Okay. And it usually was only to get somebody's attention or in ecstatic dance or, you know, joy. Um, they weren't talking. Uh, you know, it was more of a, if they got hurt, it wasn't ow. It was, you know, it was more grunts and groans than anything else. Um, and that's if they really needed to do it. You didn't hear it too much because they had no use for it. Everybody knew what they had to do when they had to do it, and they were the only ones that could do it. So um, very rarely did they need to partake in uh, any language, uh, and hence they didn't have one. But I'm going to tell you about these tribe over there that did, okay? And um, these... I, I have to get the right name of the... I am horrible with speaking words of any descent outside of American, like English. 
Like I'm horrible. Like I made up a word named nur like nurchi, but that doesn't mean I'm smart and can talk many different languages. I really can't. Like phonetically, I have a hard time with it, and so sometimes I'll take the time and I'll I'll say the word to my best ability. And you little na word Nazis out there are gonna be like, that's not the way you say it. Um, and that's why I'll spell it out because I know I don't know how to say it. So fuck y'all. Okay. Like I'm telling you, so don't, don't be all like Nazi about it, please. We got Nazi midgets coming up later too. Not really, but count how many times I say midgets because you little people out there, you're going to have a great time with this. Like this is going to be good because you're going to get a, you're going to get a surprise, um, reward if you count how many times I say midget this broadcast. So anyway, um, we're moving on and that's for they that says that we have to say little people. Midgets. Okay. So, um, um, what are we going to say? We're going to talk about, of course, my experiences in Australia. Uh, my favorite example, I'll start with the example of these Aboriginal, uh, this Aboriginal community outside of the one I, I studied with. Now, these people, uh, they were called the Kukthore. It's spelled T-H-A-A. Like, what is A-A? Like, really? Uh, Y-O-R-R-E. That's like almost French. <laughs> like, anyway. Uh, and it, they lived in Pompara is the name of the little, like, outskirt village. And they were on the very west edge of a place called uh, Cape York. Now, don't forget this is English people, okay, that used to run this Australia. They just got their independence. I think they were the last one to get their independence from England, Australia. So, just a little history on there. But this was very interesting because these people, they didn't have words like left and right. Instead, everything in their, like I said, cardinal directions were north, south, east, and west. And when I say everything, I don't mean like just some things. I mean everything. You would say something like, oh, there's a midget on your southwest leg, humping your leg. But they would say your southwest leg. Or move your cup over to the north-northeast. What the fuck? Um, in fact, they would even... That's how they would say hello. Almost. Like, they would give you basically their, where they were on the grid. Um, and that that was kind of crazy to me. They, they actually would... Reach you by saying their, not their like math like coordinates, but they would say something like, mm, "Where, uh, like, which way are you going today?" And they would go north, northeast in the far distance. What are you, Bilbo Baggins, like? Um, like, how about, you know, they'd be like, North Northeast and the Far East, how about you? Like, what the fuck is that? You sound like a fuck. That's craziness. But it's not. Like, and when you think about that, really, they never got lost. I mean, they could not have a conversation 
if they didn't get by where like where they were that's how they greeted each other so like they wouldn't get past hello <laughs> without being knowing where the fuck they were at you know that's kind of crazy to me um but uh, that's a little little thing about when you live in the middle of a jungle or like a ford uh the, any anywhere really it could be the desert you always have to know where you're at i always know where i'm at i just don't know where i'm going <laughs> so um north northeast in the distance y'all okay so anyway imagine that you're walking around one day you know and every person you greet and say hello to you know at, pro after covid because um, you have to report your heading in your direction to these people. Like, like it, it would be actually good. You have to be getting yourself oriented very fast, right? Like, because you literally would just, you couldn't get, like I said, get past hello if you didn't know which way you were going. Which way do we go? Don't go that way, go this way. That was a little, like, purple inchworm of the Mohawk and uh, David Bowie movie. I always have to be told what you I like. I, I always get it wrong. So um, anyway, this is the kind of thing that we're not taught um, anymore. Um, and when I talk about these people's languages I, uh, like this, they stay oriented really well, so well that it actually is better that we used to think humans could do this. Because we could. We actually did this until we don't remember it because it's so far back. And you know it because the tribes did it and that's where we came from. So we unlearned it, unlearned it or forgot it uh, or had no use for it, they say. But I mean, you millennials don't know what maps are. Okay, you think maps is something Google gets you. Now, they, maps are something that fold out and like, you going from Detroit to Chicago, okay? I write like a two-year-old. Somebody's giving me directions on the phone. I'm writing it down. Man, try to do that on a piece of paper with chicken scratch for a five-hour drive in the confusing fucking highways. You didn't have a cell phone, fucking millennials, okay? So we couldn't just call them and say we're going to be late. They knew that we were, it takes about five and a half hours to be there. If we got lost, we're lost. I mean, like, you don't understand. You guys don't understand what the word lost means. You temporarily are outside your your little process that you're going on. We would be totally lost. We wouldn't know where we're going. Literally, we have to get a map out and read it and then go there. Like, if you didn't know how to read a map, you were fucked, like, straight up. And, uh, you know, granted, it had a legend um, at the bottom, but literally, like, you know, us men, were so egotistical and don't want to admit fault, and, you know, we can't do it in front of the girls, so we're never asking for directions, and we're driving around for hours. Now, you can't call your friends and be like, ah, fuck, you're going to be late. No, you couldn't. We didn't have cell phones, like, um, and... But we might have remembered their numbers because we remembered a lot of numbers back then. I guarantee each one of you can remember your home phone number while you were in high school. 
I guarantee that. But that's probably about one of three numbers that you have memorized now. We used to have 15 at least memorized in our head. Um, it did no good when you didn't have cell phones and, you know, sticking quarters in there to call somebody and whatever. Like, you're lost. Like, um, so it would take a long time. You could sometimes just have to turn back. <laughs> and that's no good either because you're lost. So you don't know where you're going or how to get back to where you're going. True lost is far away or I can be lost two blocks from where I'm living. Because if you don't know where you're going, you don't know where you're going. That's it. Um, but these guys who, from the beginning, that was one of the most important things for them is to be oriented as well as they could so much that it was almost within greeting. Okay. So um, they stayed so much better oriented than we used to think humans could. We used to think that humans were the were worse than all the other creatures because our I don't know, some biological excuse like I give, you know, I'm just directionally challenged. Okay. Um, but uh, you have to look at it a different way. And if you're looking at it as a, um, a direction instead of a necessity, a direction is like forward and straight. Okay. Straight is some sexuality preference okay you go forward as a direction you don't go straight mm -hmm. if you go straight on a windy road you're gonna crash because you're gonna like it doesn't go straight mm -hmm. but if you go forward that gives way to the windy road you're mm -hmm. continually on a direction okay so um now we're gonna talk about the uh difference between us and animals and i've always said we're not animals okay we're not animals don't compare us to animals okay yes we sit in the genus of some dumbasses that called us animals but we are not animals we're not anything like animals um well we are in some ways okay so we might have 90 percent skin like a pig okay poor jewish people because they don't like swine i don't really, like come on people like be a little more like sympathetic towards somebody not really i don't care but, um uh, but we don't have magnets in our beaks or, like, some weird, like, sonar system. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know which way is which unless we're looking at the sky and watching the sun. Um, something like that. You know, the dumb people that said to me when I got to the city, you can never get lost in Chicago. All you have to do is know that e the water is west or east. I'm like, never say that to me again, you dumbass. Like, what if I'm in Logan Square? I can't see the goddamn water. Lucky I was a Boy Scout, and I can tell by the sun, you fucks. Like, that's craziness. Okay, I just don't like stupid people saying stupid things. And they just, a lot of people would say this. You know, it's nice that it's set out in a grid here. Yeah, I mean, if you take the time to memorize it, it's very easy after that. Um, somebody that doesn't drive like me, don't care. I just never learned it because I was always being driven around you don't pay attention um not something that you should do like you know every once in a while you want to be the guy that 
some girl can say, hey, which way do I go? And you can tell her with, you know, some confidence anyway. Not be like, I don't know. I'm a dumb man. Okay. Um, anyway. Uh, this language that they would speak uh, and these words that would come out um, is not like, like I said, like the birds, magnets, the sonar from the animals. Um, but to give you an example of that, if you guys close your eyes right now, and that's you, Rigatoni, and if you close your eyes and I want you to sit there for a second, just kind of absorb the silence or the loudness or whatever. And when I say go, I want you to point in the direction of southeast. Ready? Go. Okay, now I see everybody pointing in every different direction. I have no idea if you're right, Tony Rigatoni. I don't know which way southeast is. I don't, I am not oriented sitting here and knowing which way southeast is. Now, how did you do that? How did I don't know if you're right, but like, how did you make that decision? Okay. But how do you know that? Because I, I just know that that's how the, the streets work. And that's how oh, okay. Work. Just I got I have I, have a, I personally. Okay. Very good. See, there you go. Um, I you know, people say that you know. Oh my! No, I'm a dumbass. I don't even know where I'm you know at or going sometimes. So, um, now if you keep your eyes closed for a little bit longer, and when you open your eyes. I saw the rest of the class. They're pointing in all different directions. We didn't know where the fuck we are. Right? Like, okay, I think a two-year-old could have done better than the class. You know what I mean? Like, they're probably more oriented with their spatial surroundings than most. I mean, you did pretty well, and you gave me an example. I don't. I still don't know if you're right or wrong. But you have an answer that is uh, logical and reasonable of how you did that. So... We, we, I can say the believe it, like a two year old, a little kid will know where he's at for the most part. I, that's really weird, like how they have that anyway. Like, um, now let's just say the accuracy in the, this classroom today wasn't very high. This is a big difference in the cognitive ability to access or go across language. Uh, and what I mean by that is where one group is very, a uh, very distinguished group, like you guys, you guys don't know which way is which, but another group, I could ask like a five-year-old, like I said, and they would know. Now, there are also really big differences in how people think about time. Okay, now, we know that Osiris always says it's always technical, but that gives way to a blanket statement of wherever we go, there we are, and it's techno time, right? I keep it simple because if not, I get lost, and we don't want that. So, um, now this is a very, very like crazy um thing that we've created here and this is what i'm gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um 
I give you, think of it in your head. Think of it if you can, like, if you're one of those inner monologue or uh, people that can visualize things when I say it. Uh, um, and if you're not, then I, I'll put it on the board. But um, I, take, remember, I don't know if you guys did this, but my mom, like, we made these picture albums when we were little um and it, it showed like when we were in fifth grade it was our fifth grade picture sixth grade picture seven you know they had pictures and documented of us in every year of our picture movie taken now if i slide those six years from you know whatever like fifth sixth seventh eighth and ninth grade and i had a picture of each one of these and i handed a pile of it to you and said, put those in order. Now, most people are going to put those in order from the smallest number or that from the left side to the right side. And they're going to go from the lowest number to the highest. Now, that is what that's a trained American behavior. Okay. Now that's very important that you like remember those words because if somebody starts to go, oh Mike, that's not right, I'm gonna say, fuck you. Listen. Okay. Most of the Americans do it that way. Why? Because it's trained behavior. Uh I'm exception to most rules. I do it the other way, okay, because I read the other way. Uh, while it, to me, it's kind of the same way as you, but it's going the other way. But I like now it's just a little more confusing because I know that the way that I do it is wrong or right, and then I have to correct it. Like, and it's gotten so weird. I had to retrain my brain to do it your guys' way. I do it right, you guys do it. <laughs> like, uh, but no, but I had to retrain my myself to to do it your guys' way so I didn't fail out of school. Um, so that's how you guys organize things from from you know young to old, left to right, small number to big number. Okay. Now if you take an English speaker, okay, that's why I say English or American, um, that's how they organize things. Now, that's all having to do with writing direction, okay? Now, if a group of people write in a different direction, they're going to put it in a different way, like I do, okay? Like anybody, like I said, I think it was the, some of the Muslims, some of the Jewish people, some of the, like the Asians would put it up and down. Well, I don't know how they would how they would count if it goes up and down either. I'm not sure about that not sure about that sometimes um i can't tell you i don't even know why they don't have cows over there but like for a different time um <laughs> but i can tell you i think it's the hebrew and the arabic people just uh like i, I don't want people oh my he's being so osiris is being fucking racist again no i'm not being racist okay midgets don't know where they're going either but i i I looked back and said, well, how did the Aboriginal people do it over in Australia? You know, 
and I have told you about them before, and they, like I said, they don't use those words of left and right. Um, now, what's going to blow your little minds is the next step that we I studied with these guys and asked them. And now, what might seem egotistical to you about the way they did things, and like I said, they don't use these words of left and right like we do. Um, they organize time from right to left. Okay, like me. Um, when the, we sat down and I got to, this is, again, I have to reiterate, this is not the tribe that I was studying shamanism with. This is another tribe. So don't get those confused. Don't be like, Mike, I remember you saying that you didn't have a spoke. I'm not talking about that time. But I'm talking about that time while I was in Australia with a different group. Anyway, um, they organized it from right to left. And when you, we, I got, I sat facing each direction. I would take a direction and just kind of sit in that direction to see what they would do. Um, and each direction, I sat facing okay now i want to take this slow so it's kind of be hard to hear it and not see what i'm doing with my hands but um time always came toward them okay they were the center of the universe basically and this is a direct like reflection of what we're saying you got we're the gods take the power because you have it all you just need to take it back so time was coming toward them not literally like the other like the other direction or the other axis so it was always coming toward their bodies toward them okay so if you look at that and you add that um those four directions there's a pattern that starts to show itself and what is that pattern pattern person so i these are the things i noticed and it's east to west was the pattern they would turn as i turned them from 12 o'clock to three o'clock it was constantly time coming toward them so as they turned they made a circle around but it was the pattern was from east to west and uh so for them time itself okay now this is the crazy thing about time. When you go outside, what I've told you, it's always techno time. Then you guys make things go difficult. And this is what happens is that east to west. So for them, time doesn't actually get locked onto the uh, body at all. It gets locked onto the landscape. Okay. Now, hence why I use landscapes to get my directions you say oh go toward like go uh right at you know the midget bar then i know where that is okay um i wish i knew that that was because then i went ahead to wait a year and a half to find out that it like to be called midget um now i don't like to say this in these next words but it, it, here's another smart human trait <laughs> um uh, suppose i ask you how many midgets are there in this picture? And I show you a picture of I don't know, five or six midgets, right? 
Um, and I bet I know how you would solve this. And that would simply be by the only way you know how, and it's simply to count them. Okay. Uno, dos, ways. Like in four different languages, you can count them. Um, but you would go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven dwarfs. What happened to the midgets? Well, there are different kinds of little people. Okay, there's dwarfs and there's midgets. Okay, so when I use little people, I am using an, a divider between the two real groups that are actually dwarfs and midgets. Now, I, I'll get maybe until later what the difference between these two groups of little people are, okay? But um, you, this is culture, and you guys telling me I can't say it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat it into your heads that it's midgets, people. It's midgets. It's farting midgets all day long. It's dead hooker storage, okay? The little people are divided up into midgets and dwarfs. And there might be more than that, but it's dwarfism and... It's not midgetism, but they're midget or dwarves, okay? Uh, it's like retarded. You guys are retarded for saying some shit like that because retarded doesn't mean it's not that, okay? Retardation is a, a term of which they use in medical fucking documentation. There's levels of retardation, okay? Like imbecile. That's a level of retardation. You're an imbecile. You know, you're retard. That just means you know, like you got a problem with the brain. You're retarded. Okay, it, it's not a bad. It's not a mean thing. It is truly what it means. Like you, you're using a medical term, people. Don't tell me I can't use medical terms, or you're gonna have to count me how many times I say midgets. Okay, because you're gonna lose it, and you know, I'm just gonna put it in your brain, and you're never gonna say little people again. Um, but we'll move on from, you know, uh, where was I? I get a little crazy when I talk about this, like, cause that took a lot of time to have to go and prove that. Um, so if we move on to being the center of the universe, like these people were, they were using east to west as, uh, the way they went. So is that clockwise or counterclockwise? Um, they don't have clocks, so it doesn't matter. We're the ones that have clocks, and none of our clocks are in a straight line either. It's a circle. So what problems did you guys have with the calendar of which was supposed to be the end of the world in 2020? Why was it going to end because the circle was up? Like They came to this full circle. And they thought the end of the world was. This is how stupid American people are. Like, what the hell are you thinking? You have a clock that does the same thing and just starts over and you don't think that that's the end of the world every hour. Like, uh, you know. So, uh, <laughs> if we look at um, let's say um I want to give one more example, and I just, I don't want to confuse it, because later on down in the talk, it's going to almost, if I use one more example, it almost might seem contradictive. So 
we might have to stay with two. I like to have a pattern because that gets it in your brain, you know. One's an anomaly, two is even in and out, balancing it. And uh, beginning of pattern really starts at two because you know that if there's two, there's got to be three or there should be one. And if there's one, it's an anomaly. So, um, again, if you can't follow that math, then, you know, it's, it's not solid. It's just the way it is. Um, you guys, we had to pull back on an ontological math because too many of you like lost your mind. So we're back to this, but this wraps up this, this, uh, uh, language of mathematics and it gives you some thought processes that work into it. Um, so now we counted how many midgets or dwarves? We counted eight. Or I think there was only seven in Snow White, but she was a whore, you know. She slept with seven dudes. But yeah, yeah, it was worse than Jesus, I think, you know, in his little. So anyway, um, I we always thought that's kind of very egocentric with the you know little sensitive fucking PC crap that we have today. That we would always think time is coming toward us, and that we are the center of the universe and everything revolves around us but these guys in the in in australia like i said they locked onto the landscape the land is always the most important to them because that's what they live on okay you know uh, while we're of mine our physical body is on the landscape the traversing the hollows traversing the landscape so if Let's say a little trick that we taught the kids back in, I don't know how, did you, some people went to public schools, some people went to private schools. I ended up going to both, um, and they did not teach us the same shit, okay? They didn't teach us the same shit, but they did. There's difference in what they taught us and what they didn't taught us. I don't know about you, but we definitely all didn't learn the same shit. And I don't think it directly had to do with public-private. I think it had to do with religion, non-religion. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, I don't know what you guys did for sex education, but we couldn't say penis or cock or vagina. Like, you can say that. Like, we said, I think my mom called it flower for the, the, the JJ. Like, a flower? Like, uh, mom, have you looked at your pussy? It don't look like an old flower, but it might... You know, that might be something you say to, like, your unicorn, and they, like, you think it's going to taste like candy. Like, it's just, like, you're absorbed by it, but you're not going to be like, oh, mom, you have such a nice flower. Like, the fuck? The 60s must have been really weird. But my mom was very strange. I mean, she even made fart sound bad. Like, she made fart. She wouldn't let all of us to say fart because she said it was bad. Okay, you know what she, this bitch made up? Like, seriously, she made us say tinky air okay that sounds much more creepy that sounds like mr rogers pedophile like i know he's not he's a religious person though um his book was really good but like seriously creepazoid like she just made fart sound really creepy okay <laughs> tinky air i don't even, like that's just crazy uh, like, and that's why i'm so like you hear me talk about lots of farts and midgets farting Fartings are inherently funny, okay? A bit funnier when you say tinky air, but like, uh, you know, midgets farting is the funniest thing you're going to come around. 
And it was, they're farting on like dead hookers. Like that's pretty funny. <laughs> but anyway, we move along. And I was watching Tarant- uh, Joe Rogan and Tarantino the, uh, about its new movie. So uh, it was kind of funny how they worked some magic in there. Anyway, um, this little trick that they taught the kids, um, you learn a number list, okay? And this list of numbers is in a, an order, and that's how you count. Because mathematics is only for two things only, measuring and counting. There's no other reason for it. I don't care what you say about that. I know you want to say that's untrue before you even think about it, but what the fuck else are they for? Your representations of numbers for counting or measuring distance, okay? What else is there that numbers would represent? I have two midgets over here and I have two dwarfs or three dwarfs, okay? That's counting. They're a representation of a group or how many there are. Um, How many inches are in a foot? That's all measured. Do you use mathematics for anything else? I don't. Anybody? Like, you want to say? That's math. Math. Calculating is adding, subtracting, you know, whatever. I mean, it's math. Yeah, I would talk to But yeah, it's doing the same shit. It's a man-made language or system Mm -hmm. um, that's made for counting and measuring. That's Mm -hmm. it. Now, we have our own math system here called the Empirical. Empirical. It's imperial, but yeah, imperial message. Look at the big brain on Tony, Rick Tony over there. Like, you ask most people that, and they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, you got engineers in America that don't know what math system they use for their entire life. They use it every day when they're building walls, and like, it's crazy. This is how bad the the English, like the American schooling system is the most atrocious thing I've seen in the longest time, okay? Um, they won the war, so they write the history. They tell you what to think, okay? We remember here at the cult, we don't tell you what to think. We just want you to think differently, okay? This is what we're getting at here. We're, we're getting you to think differently about the things that you use every day and how simple language is can change the entire landscape of your reality by simple words. And if you use the wrong words, you're going to have the wrong reality. Okay? When we say manifest something into existence, that starts by saying it out loud. Okay? If you keep it and don't put it out into the universe and you keep it in your head, it's not going to manifest anywhere except in your head. And that is not strong enough for it to become in your false reality of the hollows that you're sitting in, okay? Yes, we are of mind, but for it to take physical form that we need for our physical body, for us to see it, for it to affect our physical body, it physically has to be outside our head, okay? If we didn't have our body, we had no, no reason for it, right? So, as an example, if I ask you to match the number of midgets with the number of dwarfs, you would be able to... To, to do that by counting, but but folks who don't, who wouldn't have that linguistic trait that couldn't do that? Like, 
that is language, languages, okay, because we have 7,000 of them, like I said. Languages also differ in how they divide, now this could blow your mind, how they divide up the white light spectrum of color, which is all we see, okay? All we see is energy. Energy is light. Light is color, okay? There's lack of light, which is dark or black, okay? Which came first, people, okay? Came first, black. Can't have light without the darkness. So the, the darkness was first, people. Okay, so we have darkness, light, color spectrum, the visual world. Lang some languages in the planet have lots of words for colors, okay? Um, some of them only have a couple words for colors. Uh, but then there's light and dark, black and white, okay, shades of gray. Um, and languages differ in where they put the boundaries of between colors, okay? Like you look at the rainbow, okay? Um, there's boundaries between each other, those colors, but there's that's the white light spectrum for the most part, okay? The rainbow or, or the white light spectrum is the full gamut of the color waves, okay? Um, now... To give you an example of this, if you take in English, there's a word that for blue, and that encompasses every shade of blue, be it from powder blue to baby blue to, you know, like, uh, you know, all the blues. Mm -hmm. So that's English. Like I said, now the Russians, they have, theirs isn't a single word. Instead, Russians speak in a they differentiate between light blue and that word again forgive my like i don't can't speak it very well but they're and yeah, the russians are gonna kill me um like but there the, this light blue is called gold boy g-o-l-u-b-o-y they actually have a name okay and dark blue is sinly S-I-N-L-Y. Okay? So Russians have this lifetime of experience of, well, at least in language, distinguishing these two colors. Okay? Now, I know this is a hard thing to, like, uh, think about, but just think about it. Like, we say blue, they say two different kinds of blue. Okay? Um, and they just broke it up one step close, farther than us mm -hmm. and said different, you know, lighter, darker. Um, now, if you, the Russians have um, whatever, their perceptual discrimination, if you will. Yes, I said, I know that people are going to give me a hard time about that, but it is. These words are real. The experience of language distinguishes these two colors. I'm going to repeat that. The experience of language, their experiences of how they say these things, distinguishes between these two colors. When you test people's ability to perceptually discriminate, I mean, to look, see, discriminate these colors, or tell the difference between them, okay? It's a black person. It's a white person's brown person. That's discriminating. That's putting the colors in different ones. It's not 
racism people. It is discrimination of color, meaning the separation of color. Doesn't mean it's bad, it just means it's different. Okay, people have to get over that whole like crap. Um, what we find is the Russian speakers are faster across the linguistic uh, boundary. Uh, they're faster to be able to tell the difference between the light and the dark blue. Now you ask, why the fuck would you care about that? Well, when you look at people's brains, when they do the this activity and they put the little like electrodes on your brain and they see the brain activity when this happens. Now there's a proven fact, doctors have done it. They say that um, they can differentiate between a light and a dark blue. And when they look at people's brains that are looking at colors, they say that you can have colors uh, in front of them shifting slowly, kind of like something on my ceiling that would shift slowly from light to dark. Okay, kind of like that. Um, light to dark. Uh, they will give a surprised look or their EKG or whatever will go up. Um, when the colors shift from light to dark. And that's almost surprise on their face. Almost surprised that that would happen. And if you think about why that would be, and what I've just said was that shifting from light to dark as if, oh, something is categorically changed from what I know. Everything I know broke it into light and dark, and now it's kind of melting together. So the boundaries have been taken out, and so now it's coming too close to something I don't understand. We, as the Americans, it's just blue. It's just, it's just going in and out of blue. But they they've categorized it into two different ones, and now it's mushing together into one. We can't have only one island, you know, like that, that fucks them up. Okay, that's a little bit different for them, um, and that's why they look surprised during the th these tests because it is categorically changing or melting into one. And this is the power that language actually has because it has so many of these kinds of structural quirks or in some kind of like exceptions, okay? This is one of my favorite things is lots of language languages have grammatically, yep, you're gonna love this one, you LGBTQ people and you're non-binary, whatever you call yourself, because this is what they put on words, okay? We don't, they've put gender on words, okay? And there was no no binary, I don't think. There might have been neutral, but like they had female, masculine, and feminine. Okay, you had that in many different languages. In Fran French being la and la. Okay, this is a perfect example. Lots of languages have these grammatical genders. Um, and what's crazy is, at least in the English ones, every noun in the English language, gets assigned a gender. Do you know how many things that is? And most of our words are nouns. You know what I mean? We're always talking about something. A noun is something, you know? So <clears throat> this, every noun gets associated a gender, often masculine or feminine, because, you know, what else? Is it going to be a dog? Yeah, it could be a bitch. That word's a bitch to say. <laughs> like, okay, but 
And, and these genders uh, differ across different language. So I'll give you an example. Um, the sun in German is, what do you think? It's a feminine thing. Okay? Uh, but masculine in Spanish. What is it in English? Uh, I, I don't even know. We, uh, like, we don't separate it quite as much as they do. But there's a little tidbit of information that I'm sure you didn't know, unless you're German or Spanish, and then you know what I'm saying is right. The feminine in German, masculine in Spanish. The moon is the reverse, okay? Um, that's kind of crazy. Different cultures, different languages, different realities. The language is now forming reality. You see, now where I'm going with all of this, now, what's really going to be crazy and how I can get you to do what you, I want you to do simply by putting words together because the language is forming the reality. So I can put out words and if you say them or even hear them and you accept them, then it changes your reality. That to most people's magic, okay? But that's speaking things into existence. That is, yeah, that's how you know it's not true. Everybody has a different perception or a different reality. Every single person has a different perceived reality of everything around them, be it in time and space. <clears throat> and that's how you know it's not all the same. That's how you know you're not seeing things as they truly are because. Everybody sees it different. So there's no constant. That's fucked up, don't you think? Like, everything that you know that you see isn't that way. Or is it? Is it real? Is it live? Is it memorized? Okay. Now, somehow more, how would the female be the sun and the moon somehow be more male-like. How did they get male out of moon and sun out of that? The sun god is Ra. Okay, that's a male thing. So, different cultures, different religions, different ways of thinking change an entire culture look out at life. That's why we are so different as cultures. The language is different. Our reality is different. Okay? Now, that's everything from the sun to the moon. Okay? To the dwarfs, to the midgets. You name it. It's all different. We don't see or anything like any other people. We. It even comes down to the male, female. That's how you know we can't think like females at all. They can't think like us. We are different so different that our language almost while it being the same have you ever heard a woman talk in like to women like they speak a different language okay they really do like uh and that is what kind of what we're saying they are different that way and then they have different ways of speaking it's a dialect or a way of speaking the english language okay if you say something you say oh that's what a girl would say that's a very feminine way of saying something. 
Um, so I'll, I'll get more into that, but <clears throat> Americans, you take, so if you, <clears throat> if you ask a German and a Spanish speaking person, these take, describe a bridge where we hide our dead hooker storage, okay, under the earth. And what happens to be grammatically feminine in Germany or German, grammatically masculine in Spanish, okay, you can see that I'm using these two as the polar opposites of each other for some reason. Uh, German speakers are more likely to say the bridge, the bridges are beautiful. Okay, why? Because that's more of an elegant and stereotypical, yes, stereotypes are right for a reason, people, okay? It's a stereotypical feminine word. Let me hear it. Ow! Yeah, okay, you're going to tell me how sexist I am and fuck off, okay? You're only mad because I'm right. Fuck you. Okay, so... Where Spanish speakers, they'll seem more likely to say that um, they, the bridge is strong and long. You know, that's that's masculine words. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, yeah, I you have to laugh because you know it's right and you know it's going to piss off so many people. Like, it, it's just so funny. So anyway, this is what we're talking about. How the how the words in, in different cultures, different languages, uh, take on these traits of um, of different sexes and different feminine qualities. Okay, I could go on and on, but I don't want to like piss off for too long. Like they might turn it off. I want them to still listen, even though they're pissed off. So if I went on and on, then anyway. Um, if you take an event, okay, now if we get out of like, we start to get physicality about what I'm saying, and um, we'll take an accident. Let's say an accident happens, okay? Now, if you look at the different cultures and how they speak about an accident, let's say I accidentally killed a bunch of hookers and I need to get some storage for it, right? Now, in English, it's fine to say, uh, he killed the hookers. Well, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that because I can't use like a feminine thing and be able to. Okay. Let's say it takes something like a vase. Okay. Nice vase. Okay. Um, we'll take something from the, I don't know, Asian era. You know, well, they have the nice vases, don't they? It was Asian. Okay. Uh, but in English, they would say, accident happened and the vase broke because the guy's fat ass hit it, you know. In English, they would say, mm, they would say he broke the vase. This is what we would say. He broke it. Why? Because we're fucking assholes. We're giving blame to it. Okay. In America, we got to be punished because so we have to have blame to something. So, he broke the vase. That's how we say it. Now, that is not the same in all the other cultures. In a language like Spanish, Maro, you can tell me, uh, you might be more likely to hear or say, the vase was broke. Okay, 
they're saying the same thing. They're just not applying blame to it. Okay. Why? Because it was an accident. Okay. This is the kind of thought process and how different they are. Americans say, it was not me. It was him. Okay. They wanted to assess blame, deflect it from them. And even if it's an accident, they still want to tattle on you. Okay. Spanish people, Spanish speaking. No, the boss broke. Why? Because it, it was an accident. Well, they don't care who did it. It fucking broke. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now, you might be more likely to say, uh, maybe even the vase broke itself. I mean, you broke your arm, right? If you break your arm, you say, I broke my arm. You're still applying. Who did it, right? Um, I broke my arm. He broke my arm. They broke my arm. It depends. Your dumbass fell out of a tree. You know, who knows? Um, uh, but you wouldn't really say someone did it. it like in English, it's quite weirdly. Yeah, we've got a weird language. So um, we can say things like, like I said, I broke my arm. Now, in a lot of language, you couldn't use the that construction unless you were a, basically a lunatic because you would sound like you were talking about yourself in like the third person or something. Like you'd be, uh, you'd be, It'd be like you broke your arm and you succeeded. Like, like you broke your own arm. Like, that's how they, it's that different. Like, we assess blame even if it's upon ourselves. Um, but if you talk like that in a different language, it's going to be like you're talking about yourself in the third person, like you're a crazy person, right? Okay. So, this again adds another layer of this kind of different reality through language okay and that's just by you know giving it gender you know i don't know what the eunuchs do but you know what does barbie and ken do besides scissors that bitch got everything but she don't got no dick right? she can't get any of that so um so if we move on now and lots of like <laughs> like um now this has consequences that uh, across the board here and consequences are good because that's what pain comes from you you, you fuck up you get some pain and you learn right so people who speak different languages will pay attention to different things because the emphasis or the blame or whatever is on different things okay now this is this is deepening on what their language usually requires them to do to physically do okay um as an example so we show the same accident that the fat ass bumped over the vase okay that's the english and you um he did it he broke the vase spanish is like my they say uh they say the the vase is broken and it, when this goes deeper, this this is how much it changes reality. Imagine if a crime was committed. For example, you asked an American, American person what happened. Well, I saw the black guy do it. Okay? Of assessing blame right away, saying that. Now, if the Spanish person, they're not 
taught to access blame, if it was an accident or something, then they would just say, you know, uh, they're remembering of it, okay? So you've got eyewitnesses at a crime. The American person would say something different than the Spanish and the German, okay? Now, that'd be a shit show if they're trying to take that to court. Yeah, they'd throw it out, okay? Uh, he did it. He broke the vase. Spanish might uh, be less likely to remember who did it at all. Why? Because they don't access blame upon an accident or, you know, they think differently. Literally think differently because their language is different. And this is how big of an influence that it has. Um, so if you take that same accident and it's met, remembered on different three different ways, um, it's going to be different memory muscle. Like, now you have three people seeing the same thing that remember things differently. There's no cohesion. There's no pattern. Therefore, they can't use it at all in the court of law, right? There's too many different variables of the same event that we can't, I can't get a read on it. That's what happens when you mix cultures. I know, I'm not saying separate them, I'm just saying. People, and that's what goes into their memory. So then they recall their memory and tell the story. Same story, be entirely different. That's kind of crazy. Okay, if you think about it. I tell a lot of stories. If somebody told my stories in a different language, I wonder what they'd come out like. Yeah, that's craziness, right? So, um, that kind of thing, like, so if you take English speakers and I just, I just showed you some, someone that broke the vase and I say, he broke the vase as opposed to the vase broke. Um, you can watch a video, pretty much, uh, a video and you can watch the crime happen against the vase. Is a crime against humanity. No, it's a crime against a vase. Okay. Um, yeah, you will punish someone more if you know you're going to blame someone by giving it the gender on it. He broke it. Okay. That person is in the court of law would be punished more. Because now it sounds almost more intentional, right? He did it. That, uh, the vase broke. The hooker died. That he did, he killed the hooker. Okay, one sounds a lot more like mean and like, and you're going to be like that's how serious it is. Just by the simple access, giving blame to it. And giving it gender, it spews out into well, we're going to punish them differently. Whoa, you might as well beat us with a cane, China. Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that's crazy. This is how lawyers do. Okay. Lawyers know they're wordsmith. 
by simply the way they say things. They can make somebody seem more guilty by saying he did this instead of it happened. Or um, If you want to really confuse them, then you start mixing the gender. You know, the lawyer accidentally meant to say OJ did it, you know, so he did it, she did it. What the fuck would happen then? That would put in their memory something different when they came on the stand to give their testimony. Now they're suddenly saying she or talking feminine in feminine manners because it's a she. That can change the entire fucking thing just by that's inceptualizing people. Okay. That's how I get people to do what I want, like sometimes what I want. Simple words like that, the way they're put together, the way they're put out there, and the way they're repeated, you can make somebody think the entire thing. Now, I've given you a few examples of the base and the dead hookers, right? Um, but if we look at the big effects, I'm almost done. I won't talk about it in the midgets and too many hookers, but I hope you're still counting about the midgets. So language can have these big effects on on your reality, on on yourself if you get caught. Uh, uh, now, imagine and pay more attention to space and time now, okay? When people lay out space and time completely different, Okay, like we went with the age of the of your pictures. Okay, you, you did it from left to right. I do it from right to left. Okay. Uh, this whole entire uh, concept, it really it has deep effects that uh, we have to count our words almost. Uh, why? Because even like music has four on the floor, it differentiates what techno and what house is just by counting. Okay, you count four on the floor, you count this, you count that. Okay, Ma music is a mathematical system. Okay, uh, why? Because it's waves, okay, energy. It, it's mathematically proven. Um, now, when we go into um, early effects of this on the human existence, um, like we did with color, um, with the blues and different languages, different cultures, and how they perceive color, um, we saw that the uh, really simple, basic, perceptual decisions that we make probably thousands of times um, a day, like all the color we see, we're making these perceptual differences. You know what I mean? You have a German over from Germany, and she's your German girlfriend, like uh, you know. And you guys go and look at something. You're not remember. You're not seeing the same thing. She's perceiving things not only as a female, but as a German female. Which remember, they break up blues into two. You know what I mean? Like, you got to remember that what she finds is pretty. Might not what you find pretty. This is why I always had the, 
I had the thing about touch when I was young. I still have it. If I don't like the way the girl feels, I can't date her. I, the feel, the touch comes before. I don't trust the eyes. What, it, what you find beautiful to the eyes is not usually what you'll find beautiful to the touch. They're very different. And it might sound weird, but you visually find something attractive doesn't mean it's going to feel good. Okay? A lot of people pet cactuses until they get poked. You know what I mean? The porcupines, you name it. What visually you want to, you know, touch might have teeth and hurt you. Um, you don't want to be doing that. I don't. So, what visually you, finding it doesn't mean it's going to be the same for the touch a lot. Um, now, these tiny little perceptual decisions that are made all the time as we walk through time and space in our, our worlds, our individual worlds, if you will. The only one world is the one, one mind. So when we're all in our mind, then we're all, that's where we become all one. It's the visualization using our eyes that differentiates. So imagine what blind people, like how changed that will be, okay? Now we know that we can see colors that we've never seen before when we smoke some DMT, Okay, and that's with our eyes shut. We see colors we've never seen with our eyes open. That's, people have to start to realize that, you know, these kids are smoking DMT and not getting that concept. Like, uh, they're seeing colors in over 4K with their eyes shut. Okay? Shut your eyes, fuckers. You'll see much more clearly. Like, um, so anyway... We've touched on grammatical gender, uh, space and time, um, applying to the nouns or or most things. Um, I think nouns by far are the most words that we have like, that are labeled nouns because they are the things. They're just, that's a lot of stuff. And I've given these examples of how language can shape things that have personal weight, if you will, to us. Um, these ideas like blame and punishment, crime and punishment, you know, it's very, okay, so, um, uh, or eyewitness memory. These are important things in our daily lives because they change it so much. Now, the beauty of linguistic diversity or that separation of it, it reveals just how ingenious that brain of ours is. And it does it without us even knowing it. People are going to listen to what I was just saying, and I guarantee they've never thought like that. It just always was in a different way. They accepted a long time ago, and that was the way it was until they listened to me say it today. And then learning the gravity of what I just said and how they cannot believe their sense data. Again, it goes back to that sense data that I talked about and how you cannot trust it and that's with your eyes your body is what gets that sense data and you can't trust it because it lies to you um, when you close your eyes and you're of mind there's no lies it's only you you know um, and your how do you get that light when you're closed eyes like there's still light it's still energy it's still there and it's coming into the darkness that's how you're being able to see it 
in total darkness you see light close your eyes really really tight you still go like this and there's still light there that's the light of mind that is how does that happen if you there's you've canceled out all the light you, that little light of mine it's a little light of mine not little light of mine it is yours but like there's light in that brain okay so yeah you have these electricity firing in there and you're of mind so you're going to see color because there is actually electricity and light inside there so i'm gonna kind of finish this up before you guys get bored with um this but it the, you have to really go and like let this sink in because you start to realize that through simple language uh without your eyes you could have your eyes shut the language can make things appear okay voluntarily involuntarily you're uh, like I was doing with the inner monologue. There's inner monologue, and then there was ver uh, uh, the people that see, and uh, they don't read, but they see pictures. Um, some people can't voluntarily see these pictures if you say a word. Shut your eyes and see a dead hooker in storage. Like, they can't do it. They can't pull that image up voluntarily. Okay, then you have other people. Most people can I want to say most people, we haven't counted them, but um, some people can and some people can't. It's a true group, like groups of people. And that is just another level of how things would be different in their reality. Okay. And this just keeps going on layer after layer after layer. And it gets to a point where you're like, you just can't deny it anymore that you're not seeing anything like it truly is and everything is under control and not what you think it is and that's a scary world to live in if that's why breaking your mind and getting you to think differently it scares people for this kind of reason because everything that they've known about a banana is gone after i tell them that we're the only creatures that open the banana okay it just everything they know it's it's just going away boom 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 and People don't like that. They need something to hold on to, even if it's a lie, especially if it's a lie, because it grounds them into believing in something. And we don't, we're not a belief-based system. We get to the truth. We're not going to sugarcoat it for you. It's an ugly place out here. The higher-ups, the 1%, the people that have formed your reality are not nice people. And they have formed it with TV and marketing and everything and this is an ugly world that we live in and it's because we've let them control what it is that we see and we're just too lazy to do anything about it but you can simply start talking like i am changing the way people perceive things change the way they they are thinking about something therefore they'll speak differently therefore reality will become different not only their reality, but they can now world shape. They can shape the world in which they live in for others, um, which other people can do it for themselves also, because it's, we're all God. It's our world, baby. 
it's all it's all you. You're the center of the universe. We are all the gods. Start taking that power back. That your god God in training. Take the power back. It's not selfish. It's not greedy to want that power. You deserve that power. You are that power. You've just given it all away. We we want you to take it back. And once everybody starts doing it, then we become the oneness that we want. Then we'll get back to that one, you know, after it's been shattered. Anyway, now the beauty of the linguistic diversity between the languages and the different cultures, it reveals to us, just like I said, how powerful that mind of ours is and how flexible it is. But that means 7,000 different languages, means 7,000 different realities, just to start with. Okay? So when they say multiverse and all this crap, they don't even know half of it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the, the scientists are so based on sense data, uh, what they see, what they do, you know what I mean? All their shit is done like that. And it's all wrong. Like, I hate to be the one to say science and religion's bad, but like science has its, has its things that are right, and to a very long extent they're right. But, but the scientists of today are constantly relying on sense data to make what we believe is true, what they say is true, but it's not. Um, the great thing about our mind is we can make up many more languages. I mean, I made up the word nerpsy. Linguists like, uh, you know, they make up of their own languages from movies to books to whatever. You imagine well, the possibilities of what it was if you made up your own language and spoke it into existence and it could change the entire face of the planet. Even if people didn't know what it meant. And I won't get into that, how, what that means, like, the words have to be understood sometimes, but intent is an entire different thing that we'll get involved with about the intent on the words that you speak and how they change reality, even if other people don't know what they mean. It changes their reality, not only yours. We call that magic or spells or things like that. You're forcing the intent of a language or a spell, like, you put a spell on me, you know, you jibber-jabbered something and then something weird happened. That's magic. It's speaking things into existence. It's forcing your language to affect somebody else's reality. It's a very strong thing. Now, the tragic thing is that we're losing so much of, of this linguistic diversity all the time in this world right now. We are losing it almost by a, one a day. That is like saying we lose one species of animal. Like, I'm sure you heard that. They said uh, we're, we lose a species a day, they, it goes extinct. Okay. Same thing with the language. Okay. That's why we're going toward this again. Okay. I've seen the future. The future is that. It is hieroglyphics. We're at memes right now, people. Okay. We're. <coughs> We're at memes and fucking black dick fucking, like, what do they call it? Like, what's the black dick meme? Like, a uh, eggplant, okay? I mean, the black, that's what, black, um, what did he say in the movie? The eggplant was a black, um, 
like uh, Italian, right? Is that what he said? Okay, what a great line in the movie. Uh, he called him an eggplant. Like, well, I mean, that was just great monologue. Um, really pissed that guy off. And like, it was uh, like, perfect. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but we're losing about a language, a language a week, and half the world's languages will be gone within the next hundred years. That says a lot, okay? If that's happening, and we're not going to have, like, what is going to be universal? If we're losing them at that rate, that means eventually it's going to get universal. And eventually that math has to be universal. This is the math that we're teaching. Ontological mathematics will be the universal math this happening. The language won't be language. It will be saved for the witches. Okay? Spoken language will become magic. It would be outlawed just like handwriting. It's already been done. That is a form of language and writing is speak as you write so you can speak it. They take the, the cursive out. They're taking the language out altogether. They are leaving it for the magic. Okay? Words will only be spoken by witches, warlocks, and war you know what I mean? It will be a magic. It will be something. Everything else will be this. Okay? Um, the American English undergraduates of universities all over the United States, th they are the ones that are these tests are being done that you hear about, okay? And what I mean by with um, the news that I have to tell you right now, this next thing is going to sting a little bit because almost everything we know about the human mind and the human brain is based on studies of Americans. It comes from the big schools here in America, okay? That's just what we know because we're Americans, okay? Not saying that that's the only one by any means. That's why we're so stupid over here in America, because these are what they're doing, controlled experiments on white Anglo-Saxon Americans. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. You want to do an experiment, you want to get as many different things as you can and experiment on my, and then you can make a blanket statement if it so arises. But you don't take a controlled environment with the, just white people and do an experiment and say that's how it is for everybody. You're fucking lunatics. Okay, and that's what American people are. That, that's just an example of how the American people are taught. They're taught very focused on whatever it is that the higher-ups want them to know. And they, yeah, they got a little bit of science behind it. Well, we only did the fucking experiments with white people. Well, we know what we kind of did. They didn't lie. They just didn't use a diverse enough fucking crowd to fucking do their experiments. Okay? That's what I'm saying. That's how bad America is. Um, we don't know our geography. You ask somebody where fucking Egypt is, you will not believe some of the crazy shit you get. They don't know it's in Africa. It's in Africa, people. Okay. Like, really, seriously, I can't believe, like, uh, you ask some people that, you'd be sickening. Well, the answers you get. 
Uh, that's why I always make them feel stupid in the beginning of these talks about Fourth of July. Very good, Mr. Rigatoni. Uh, you knew it, but you take a lot of people don't know. I mean, the foreigners know before we know. Why? Yeah, they, uh, yeah. They've taken the time to learn it. They want to learn it. They need to learn it. Okay, we don't need to. Um, we want to go and give the veterans PTSD on the 4th of July. <laughs> That's what we do. I get, uh, you know, felt bad for Caesar. You know, like, I get, people get traumatic from the war and then they're celebrating their Independence Day by blowing shit up. Like, and waving a bunch of China shit around. Like, like whoa. Okay. I want to leave you the one final thought, people, like, before I get off. It's, it's a tangent that I can't come back from. And I know you're probably wanting to get out there and get to the parties. But final thought is in I, uh, Maury Povich or something. I've told you all about how speakers of different languages think differently. Sound familiar? But, of course, that's not about how people elsewhere think it's about how you think it's about how the language that you speak shapes the way that you think and that gives you the opportunity to ask why do i think the thoughts that i think and how could i think differently and also, what thought should I think? What thoughts should I create? What do I wish to create that's becoming the world shape? Think differently. Change the world. Become the world shape. And that's it, folks. Put on how many times you heard midget. You'll get a fucking reward. All right? I'm about to go do copious amounts of drugs, get something to eat, and uh, go dance my ass off. So, you guys, until next week, this is Osiris, you're Osirians, and I am signing off.